It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Vegas, baby, that's right. We got Vegas Steve here with us. Good morning, Stephen A. Look who's here with me. Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Good morning. Good morning. Looking what up, baby? What's up, doggy? Dapper in the purple. Thank you. The hair looks impeccable I today. Do I not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is he I there? just wanted to say it. Where, where is our little buddy? Hey, where is our little buddy? Look at We also got Jay, Jay Williams in the building well, looking clean. I'm constantly on who's television. J- wait, who's I'm Jason? glad you didn't call me little buddy. Who's Jason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Williams. Oh, yeah, Jim. I'm thinking the old guard. You know, Jay's white chocolate. Yeah, yeah he was a good one. player. Yeah. And then Stephen A. The great Stephen A. Yeah. in Vegas. Good Steve. morning, Steve. Well, Steve first of all, first of all, first right of all, now. before Doggy, before you start getting on me for not being in studio with you, I am oh, out here Paris. on duty for the <laughs> we, we. NBA Eats in Season Tournament. That's why I'm out here in Vegas. <laughs> oh, I thought you I saw the I thought so I saw know, the Eiffel Tower. I got confused. Well, the game is not tonight. Why didn't you leave after the show today? Okay. And how come we didn't start up the show? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where's the the energy? Come on. One of the faces of the NBA. I get that, but there's no game tonight. There's no game tonight. He he has to be there. He's got to be there. That's a bigger priority right now than than first take. Mm, yeah, yeah. You got to give him okay. a pass right. today. The NBA in season tournament. Yeah, he's is getting a ready and me, he's a bigger, bigger priority. It's a little bigger than first take right now. Okay. I mean, LeBron James a little bigger than Molly Carroll. In okay. case you didn't know. I understand. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's get into it. And that's where we start. See, Stephen A. Don't say it. Don't have your back. Uh, LeBron and the Lakers were able to take down Kevin Durant and the Suns 106-103 to advance to the semifinals of the NBA's in season tournament. But it didn't come without a little controversy. Folks, in the final seconds of the game, when refs granted Los Angeles a timeout, even though it didn't seem like Austin Rivers had possession of the ball, the Suns frustrated after the game. Get a quick two and foul. We can do that, or, or trap, which was the plan, which worked. We got the trap. We got the turnover. The damn whistle blow. Like I, it's just it's frustrating. You know what happened, Dwayne. I know what you're trying to do. Um, the whole world seen it. I just got off social media and other players around the league seen it. So um, it is what it is. You know, refs miss calls sometimes, but, you know, when they're a bit that obvious, you know, it, it's tough. Okay, Jay. Well, I need you to break it down for me. Did the Suns get robbed? Yeah, they got robbed of an opportunity. I mean, if you actually look at the video, look at where the ref is actually located on the court. You can't really see where the ball is currently for him to give a timeout. Like, you see, the ball goes to the corner. Look, the ref is behind the play. How can he? He can't make that call. You can't. The, the ball is out of the pocket. So, look, I get that the Phoenix Suns were down 105 to 103. And you could save me with all the coachisms because I know they're coming, right? Well, if you had taken care of possessions before the game, I understand how the game of basketball works. I understand that Anthony Davis missed a ton of chippies. I understand that the Lakers should have won the game by 10 to 15 points. I understand that they have one of the worst fourth quarter offenses in the league. You're talking about the Phoenix Suns, and they can blitz screen and rolls with KD and Devin Booker, and they can get fatigued. But the last two possessions that the Phoenix Suns scored, they drove and they racked it at the rim. So you're telling me if the ball actually comes back in their possession and they have a chance to rack the ball at the rim, I'm going to bet on Kevin Durant scoring the ball the way he did to find a way to send that game into overtime. That's the moment that I think we as fans were robbed of because the ref made a horrible call that, frankly, if that were me in fifth grade, if I were to coach my fifth grade team, I would be on the court going ballistic right now because people in kindergarten basketball know the rules that you have to have the possession of the ball to call a timeout.
That's how I feel about it. Steve? Well, I respect your feelings and what have you, but I'm not going to go as far as saying that the Suns got robbed. It was clearly a missed call by the officials. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they were wrong, but what else is new? I mean, that's like talking about my receding hairline or the fact that Jay Williams is bald. How obvious can it be for crying out loud? It is what it is. They make mistakes all the damn time. Every time we turn around, Jay, the referees are making mistakes, okay? This is what they do, all right? We may, and not only that, not only do they have the audacity to make the mistakes, they be ejecting people, Jay, ejecting people for mistakes they make and get called out on it. If there was enough time in the game, they might have ejected Frank Vogel or, De or Devin Booker or somebody for arguing with them. This is the kind of nonsense that's going on in today's NBA when it comes to the officiating. But we understand that at the end of the day the Suns did commit 20 turnovers, which led to 25 Lakers points. We understand they found themselves in a hole early that they were trying to dig themselves up out of. We get all of that. The referees messed up, but that seems to be something that happens on a daily occasion. When I think about the Suns, I don't think about them getting robbed. I think about them getting, the, uh, you know, or, or I shouldn't say I don't think about them getting robbed. I think about them getting robbed by the fact that Bradley Beal has only played a handful of games, if less. That's what I think about. I think about see, wanting to see Bradley Beal on that court with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. When can we see the big three? When is this back going to get healthy? When are we going to see this lethal weapon three that we were all anticipating? I'm looking at stuff like that. Stuff like this happens. It'll probably happen again at some point in time in the season where there's one missed call or another that's going to cost them a game or so. That stuff happens. Happens. It's just unfortunate, but it's reality. I just don't like when it's blatant, doggy. I mean, Stephen A., when, when the Lakers played the Celtics last year and LeBron James went into the lane and we saw that, we saw that, well, did you think that the Lakers got robbed from the opportunity? Yep. Right? So, like, it, that's the same thing. I thought they got robbed of an opportunity. It's but the they, same but thing. They, that's they, the same they, thing. Uh, again. Again, it didn't. It didn't determine the outcome. It just determined the possibility. It just eliminated the possibility of an outcome. We but understand that's a if, if you're, is all I'm trying to say. If you're eliminating the now, possibility was of an outcome, now Boston was different. I, 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 right. If it eliminated the possibility of an outcome, that is being robbed of an opportunity. Listen, I didn't like the call either. It's a terrible call, and I did not see it live. Saw the first half, did not see it live. It's a terrible call. They should have had a chance to obviously have a chance maybe to tie the game. Had a chance to win it. Durant missed a bad shot. Yep. But remember, uh, with all due respect, it's a game in early. I know there was the Challenge Cup. It's not the NBA Finals. They should be able to meet later on in the year. And if that call happens in a game seven, then we're going to scream for here to eternity. It's early in the year. It's game 17. Durant's won two championships. The bigger issue for the Suns is what they do in the spring when the title's on the line. So I can't get that worked up by it in a scenario where it still theoretically is a regular season game with players who have bigger fish to fry than planning in Las Vegas. If you had put some money on it, would you have been a little fired up about it? Mm, I think mm. you might take a, you know, a different Fair tune. point. Yeah. That's, that's a damn you. good question, Mike. I'm peppy that's for a, a late quick, night. That's a damn quick question. You're impressed, right? Yes. Boy, the both of you are all over me. <laughs> Listen, good hair day, but stay on your A-game, buddy. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> after that wonderful date you had there with the Christmas tree oh, last Oh, I was just, <laughs> that was just <laughs> for television. Well, it was a bad, now listen, I didn't see, it was a terrible call. I mean, what is the ex? Did the refs go tell a pool reporter okay. what the explanation was? Way to change game? your tune. Good job. Uh, Stephen A., tell me this, though. Let's go macro here. Do you feel like the Lakers are on a higher level than Phoenix? 
I do right now. That's just how I feel about it. You really? got Kevin Durant, you got Devin Booker in Phoenix, but the reality is that the Lakers have they've got size. Uh, they've got you know they can shoot the ball better. There's no question about it. But they've got experience. You got the leadership of LeBron James that usurps most things. I mean, the, the man is one of the league leaders in fourth quarter points. Uh, that's what he's doing right now. He's been balling. Uh, he's a, he's going to be 39 later on this month, averaging better than 25 a game and just balling out. And then Anthony Davis when. He he chooses to show up. Uh, he's he's actually one of the elite players in the game. And so I look at it, and then I look at some of the personnel they have, the cohesion they continue to develop, the fact that they've got familiar bodies that was there last year. When everybody gets healthy, would I have more faith in the Lakers than I do in the Phoenix Suns? Yes, because when I look at Durant, despite his greatness, and he is great, there is no doubt about that. The level of assertiveness that you're looking for from him, a la Game 5 against Milwaukee years ago, Jay, when Kyrie Irving went down the game before and he had to take over and do his thing. That, Kevin Durant, is what I think is needed more so in Phoenix, even with Booker, because you know Booker's going to show up and give it as well. But they definitely need Bradley Beal in there as well. And until I see that, there's no way in hell I'm going to give the Lakers, I mean, the Suns rather, an edge over the Los Angeles Lakers. No, no. I think potentially, I think potentially though, Steve, they could be a better team. Because if Beal there plays well with Durant and Booker, that's a better threesome than anything the Lakers have. So as a result, because the Lakers don't have three guys as good as those. They have Durant and Dave. They have a, a LeBron, a LeBron and Davis. Who's their third guy compared to Booker, Beal, and Durant? They don't have a third guy as good as that as those three. So if Booker comes, or if um, if uh, Beal comes yeah. and plays in the, I gotta see how these three play together. He's played three games. I gotta see how these three guys play well together before I basically break down who I think win a seven-game series between Lakers and Phoenix. And remember, Phoenix played a lot better against Denver last year than the Lakers did. Phoenix won two games. Lakers got swept. Let's not forget that. Yeah, either. Devin Booker was prolific. I, I, I'm going to agree with Stephen A. here on this one as of right now. I think the upside scoring-wise for Phoenix is different than any team in the league because if Bradley Beal comes back, they're going to beat with scoring. But I'm going to tell you something. Stephen A., I know you played this game. We've all played this game. You saw LeBron James, until he was blue in the face, exploit a defense that is going to be a major issue for the Phoenix Suns. Nurkic involved in pick and rolls is going to be an issue. Any team that has size, that has physicality, can wear the Phoenix Suns down. I mean, the Lakers had 20 offensive rebounds last night. They forced 20 turnovers. And I got another one for you, Stephen A. For as prolific as we talk yep. about this Phoenix Suns offense being. Doggy, do you know where they rank in their fourth quarter offense? Yeah, it's bad. I know that. 29th. 29th. Because guys are getting fatigued. Which is shocking for a it's, Frank it's, Vogel team. Which is it's mind-boggling. Isn't it, Stephen A.? Because they're blitzing Kevin Durant off ball screens. They're staying tagged to Devin Booker. Now, that can change if Bradley Beal comes back. But guys are fatigued down the stretch. The lack of physicality in teams like Denver, teams like the Lakers, teams like Minnesota that have Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, uh, Anthony Edwards, the physicality in which they play, it just seems, it feels like Phoenix's margin for error is a lot slimmer because they can't do other things as well as other teams can as really some boxing out, rebounding, and really pounding the glass. Remember, though, they were with Denver well, last the- year at 2-2. Two two. Devin Booker was like it was right. averaging well, I mean, like forty five. Yeah, he do that again. Devin Booker, he's a Devin great Booker player. was otherworldly. Well, Devin Booker I, I, was otherworldly. And now they're gonna have Beal. Yeah, the, and now they're gonna have Beal. The Lakers were smoked by Denver. We don't Denver know that series. though, doggy. 
No, no, not when you got when you got a back injury. We don't know if they're going to have Bill. That's number one. I mean, I'm a little bit dicey on that. When the hell is he going to be back? The man's played just three games this year. You know, and this is a back issue. So again, even if you come back. You got to remember, there's very few things that is, are, are as debilitating as when your back goes out. And so we got to keep an eye on that and whether or not what, what Bradley Beal has left. We really got to ask ourselves that if the back injury is lingering this longer. Secondly, what you brought up, Jay, in terms of rebounding, what have you. Anthony Davis had 15 rebounds last night. Nine offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Eight rebounds overall in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, does Phoenix have a frontline player? I mean, my God, can somebody grab a rebound? This is what Anthony Davis was doing in the fourth quarter last night. So I'm just looking at Phoenix right now, and I know what Durant can do. I know what Devin Booker can do. But we've also seen that's not going to be enough to beat some of the better teams in the West. It's just not going to. By the way, Stephen A., Anthony Davis missed like five or six chippies right at the rim last night in the fourth quarter. He scored seven points in the second half after scoring 20 in the first. I mean, it really felt like the Lakers should have won that game by double digits. I agree with that. But I don't know where the Lakers have gotten so much better from what I have seen to make you think they can beat a Denver Nugget team in an NBA semifinal. That's because you oh, I didn't say I would choose them. I didn't say I would choose them over Denver. That's because that, but but, that. but that's because you're thinking about their personnel, doggy. You're not thinking about the fact that last year this team was assembled at the trading deadline, and what we saw from them was from the trading deadline on. This time, you got an entire training camp, an entire preseason, and an entire season to really, really yep. gel and, and, and get and get that cohesion that you need. So it's not about that, but the personnel is there. Okay, you got to surmise that they're going to be better at the very least than they were last year. I'm talking about the Lakers, that they'll look a bit better. Like, for example, if they were going against Denver this time around, yeah, would you still lose to Denver? I believe you would. I just don't believe you would get swept. All right, last All, all, all I'm going to say is this is my last takeaway. Yeah. It's crazy to me at 38 years old that the only dude to play 40 minutes last night is turning 39 in LeBron James. He was playing great. And by the way, he was the best player on the court. Yes, he was. And that's with Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. Some of us would get better better with age. By the way, Molly. (laughs) Yes, Steven. Molly, LeBron LeBron James averaging 8.4 points per game in the fourth quarter on 59% shooting. That ranks third in the entire NBA at age 39. Hey, Stephen A., it's nice to hear you sensitive to back injuries. It's good. You talk about the, the gravity of the situation, the seriousness. It's nice to see you yeah. lend, you lend I'm that. I'm glad you're athlete. willing to admit that you have back issues instead of trying to hide it from the American public when you're limping yourself in the studio every morning. It's good. It's good to know that you're. What is wrong with y'all, man? Very good. Very good. I don't know, but Milwaukee's <laughs> favored to win this tournament. In case anyone cares, dogs having a great hair day. I've seen you twice hair in 24 day is hours. Yes. Day. He always good. looks good. He's okay. been on it's television, covering all the basketball, the yes, college. The you and Seth. Yeah, I've been watching. Because oh, the UConn Huskies were there. They won. Last night, so oh, she's I know happy. she's all pumped up. She's oh, yeah. They're good. All fun. good. Real good. UConn's Real good. Guys. You should have heard what Jay said in the commercial break. I won't let him put it on the record, though. All right, we have to get to football. Bye. Uh, Sunday night football. We got a good one. The ten and two Eagles travel to Jerry's World to take on the nine and three Cowboys. It's Dak versus Jalen. The Cowboys sit one game behind the Eagles and have already lost to Philly once this season. If the Eagles win again in Week 14, they'll have a 99% chance to win the division, according to ESPN analytics. Wait for it, America. There he is. Oh, yes. And he's another guy who doesn't show up today. Just you and me all by our lonesome. Look at you. That's not right. Look That's at not you. Right. You're not in the holiday spirit, are no, you? No, not yet. You're no, mad no, about no. it. Boy, you're, boy, you're complaining. 
Boy, you're complaining. Uh, you, doggy, do you Marcus. want me to cheer you up now? Do you want me to wait until later? Do you want me to wait until later in the show? Let, to let, wait, to let, let me get to the floor of the show. Later. Wait till later. Wait till later. You look great. Okay. I look okay. Wait till yeah. later. Hello, Marcus. Wait till later. I got some news for you. I got hey. some news for you that'll hey, cheer doggy. you up. I got some news. Really? He's going to talk to me later. You, you move the show along here. Let's oh, go. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I thought I was a part of the conversation. <laughs> Awkward. Um, <laughs> Swaggo, would you rather – I know this is tough for you, former cowboy, but mm. you're unbiased, exceptional analyst. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott on Sunday? Dak Prescott. He's playing arguably the best quarter, best quarterback in, in the league right now. And we talk about competition, but Dak Prescott – I'll play Jalen Hurts in the first game when when we saw Philly and uh, Dallas matchup. If you just take away the individual performances in that game, here's the thing too, Molly Q. This is the only way that this is the reason. The way that Dak is playing is the reason why people are starting to raise their eyebrows and think and, and take Dallas seriously, right? We've seen this team have a tremendous amount of success. 24 wins over the last two years, getting the playoffs. Me and Stephen A. talked about it in the offseason. Dallas is going to get in the playoffs. But I think now the tone may be changing. There may be a difference in how we talk about Dallas because of how Dak Prescott is playing. Nothing else. Nothing else. We see the defense giving up yards like crazy to the Seattle Seahawks. That comes down and answers. We've asked for him to do that in those particular games. So right now, I would take Dak Prescott. Plus, I think Jalen is a little banged up. And I don't know how much they're telling us about the knee situation. We've seen him wear the brace all season long. He just does not look his normal self. And his offensive coordinator, they don't seem to be on the same page for a large majority or even the first half of football games. So right now, that. Oh, you can say right now, Jack, all you want to. I'm thinking about moments. I know that he normally performs against the Philadelphia Eagles. There's no doubt about that. But I'm never going to pick. Uh, I shouldn't say never, but until I see evidence to the contrary, I'm never going to pick Dak Prescott against Jalen Hurts because I think that Jalen Hurts will find a way to win as opposed to Dak Prescott finding a way to make sure his numbers are there. And that's really, I'm not saying he does that intentionally, but that's what it comes down to. Here's what you got to notice about the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, here's what we got to pay attention to. The Eagles are the second-best team in the National Football League in third-down conversions. The Eagles' defense is the worst in third-down conversions and allowing them. They're worse than anybody, okay? So we got to pay attention to that. We also got to think about the fact that the Cowboys have 26 touchdown passes this NFL season, most in the NFL. The Eagles have allowed 27 <laughs> touchdown passes, which is second-worst in the National Football League. So, again, you're looking at the Eagles' defense, and you're saying they're soft in the middle. That's why they got Shaq Leonard and what have you, and Dak should be able to exploit that. I get that. But when you ask the question directly about Dak compared to Jalen Hurts, I'm thinking about Jalen Hurts having a history of double-digit deficits, finding a way to come back and win. The Eagles' defense coming, struggling all season long, still finding a way to start win 10 of their first 11 games. Somehow, some way, this brother finds a way to do things when the moment calls for it. He's not going to have superior numbers to everybody all the time. He probably is not going to have superior numbers to Dak Prescott. But if you're, when we ask a question like this, I'm thinking of if the moment arrives and Dak has to deliver <coughs> and the moment arrives and Hurts has to deliver, who do I have most faith in will come through? And that answer would be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm going to base this answer on where the game is. And I think at home on that turf, I'd rather have Prescott. 
Okay. And I do think Marcus is 100% right. I think Hertz is a little banged up. Uh, and I would trust Hertz in a big game on the road, like in San Francisco, more than I would trust Prescott. But as far as this game on Sunday, in that building, Eagles coming off a loss, Cowboys with the extra three or four days to get ready for this ball game. I would trust Prescott more than I would trust Hurts. And one thing, if I might add, and this is important, you know I love this tiebreaker scenario. Remember, this game is much more important to Dallas. If the Eagles lose this game and win their last four, they still win the division because they will win a tiebreaker based on common opponent and conference record. So this is not a game that the Eagles, if they lose, they're not going to win the division. They're going to win the division. Seattle, Giants, and Arizona finish up their season. So they're going to win the division. This game is more significant psychologically for Dallas than any other reason. Go ahead. Anybody else want to no. chatter? Marcus, help me out here. Don't leave me out of here. All right, there's a little no. bit of a delay. Okay, was, you got to have a little bit of patience. To. He's at a TVU. Give him a second. Settle no. down, Tiger. Doggy. Go ahead, Marcus. Calm down. Calm He's down, fired up. First of all, I like the colors that you have on today. The colors are beautiful. They represent something Go that tigers. is very near and dear to my heart. Okay? That's number one. The second thing is, Doggy, don't this question say rather have Dak or Hurts on Sunday? All right. So the man just sat here and told us Dak is playing better. He's playing against a worse defense and he wants the other quarterback. I don't understand that logic. Like I get the history of where we've seen Philly do. And but we talking about on mm -hmm. Sunday, on Sunday, based off yeah. the previous weeks that we've watched quarterback play, not talking about team. I'm talking about quarterback play. Dak Prescott right now should be the more trustworthy character, okay? We well, have seen him well, I play do, well I do first half through second half. Okay. I do pride myself in being able to articulate myself pretty well, and so I do recall myself well, saying do it again, that yeah, I think please. the game will come Thank down you. to moments. I do, I, do, I do recall saying that I think the game will come down to moments, and when it comes down to moments, I'm always going to mm -hmm. pick Hurts over Dak Prescott. I said Dak Prescott will get your numbers. Dak Prescott could play lights out, what have you, but then all of a sudden you need a game-winning drive and he can't close, whereas I think Hurts would. So if I think the game is going to be a nail-biter, okay, and I'm saying it comes down, it, it comes down to the hands of Hurts, and Dak Prescott, the moment calls for it, who do I have more faith in? Right. It would be Hurts. That doesn't mean Philadelphia. I, I can sit up there and sound like I'm all over the place because it doesn't mean that Philadelphia will win this game. I'm talking specifically about the two players. I'm saying even this Sunday, in a, if the moment calls for it, who would I have more faith in? Yeah. It would be Hurts over Dak Prescott. I don't see where the lack of okay. clarity is is in existence. I'm very very clear about and what the, I'm and, saying. I have and, more and faith the reason, in and, the moment for Hurts than Dak Prescott. Okay. Although it may not. And what's come your to reason that. there? And what's your reasoning? Because of what I've seen from Hurts. What's, your reason what's my that? reasoning? From what I've okay. seen, from, I saw. Right. Listen, Dak well, has been well, balling, but they've well, been beating up on last place teams. Let's not forget that we're looking at the Eagles up until San Francisco stomped them. They came back from double digit deficits four straight weeks in a row. We saw Hurts on one leg most of this season, balling out in moments that called for it and delivering the goods. Now, when they beat Kansas City, we know that wasn't just about Hurts. That was about Marcus Valdez Scantling dropping a surefire touchdown pass. We understand that, but I'm saying we've been watching Hurts since. He's taken over the starting job in Philadelphia last year and repeatedly through last season, through this season, when moments have called for him to show up, he's produced. I'm talking moments. And I think Dallas and Philadelphia could potentially come down to a moment between Dak or Hurts, and I would go with Hurts. 
I don't understand what the problem is. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think when it when, I think when this question ends on Sunday and you surmise that one quarterback has been po- performing at a better level than the other one that we're talking yeah. about for the majority of games, I'll probably go with that quarterback. But I understand what you're saying. Okay. Dallas okay. is favored by three. You just won't fix your lips to do it. I feel like everybody's a little testy this morning, and I just want you all to know I, I appreciate you all, and it's just great to be here together. I'm not testy. I, I think all oh, of you are way, Molly, people. I love Molly. Molly. Yeah, I'm being serious. Molly, I just want I, I have you to, to know that I appreciate you. I have you to interject. Um, season. I, I got a little knucklehead. I got a little knucklehead that you love. That's my nephew, Josh. Oh. Today is his birthday. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday nephew. So Josh. Joshua Smith, my little nephew that y'all see in studio all the time. I heard it's he's having birth- a party. Birthday, Guess who was invited? Head. Guess who was invited to he, the party? He's not having he's a, a party. Oh, yes, he I is. I canceled that party. Oh, I there's a party, that party. happening. Oh, he's not party having happening. that party. You can't yep, I'm already baking cupcakes. Right you don't even know. Yep, yep. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Stephen A., I got friends here with me. This is exciting. Look who's gracing us with his presence. Oh, Looking you know what, dapper you know what, man, you know what, Rico Suave. Mr. Chippendales. You know what, man? Like, like this, like this, this chair... This chair, like I'm just gonna like I'm I'm just gonna like ooze all in. You're gonna upgrade chair. it. You know what yeah. I mean, Stephen? I've watched you sit here all the time. I took your little booster seat, your little baby booster seat, out of here though, so because I don't need it to sit up high. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, this this I do, I do, I do. 
I know you, know, you do. Mama, God rest her soul, they gave me them long legs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, is it, what, what can I do, man? I'm all I mean, legs. Like, but and here's the other question. I'm like, sitting there for two hours. I need something to sit on. How much weight have you lost? Oh, Slim Shady? Like 30 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Like, I, 30, I can see it in your face. I'm like, man, what are you doing? You Okay, all right, that's enough. You, you good. You can stop right there. You can stop right there, man. I was trying shade. to lose weight. I, in, all, in all seriousness, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was just trying to get rid of the fat. My body fat went from 29 He was trying to get a sexy back. Oh, he's trying to get yeah. <laughs> Like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. We heard you. Medical like reasons. That. Something yeah. like that. Molly, Molly, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Yeah. You know, yeah. some would say I have it back, but I, I get oh. what you're saying. Okay. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's carry Stephen on. A. Let's transition to the full screen. Okay, yeah. cool. This is a natural transition. Uh, the Dolphins and Ravens are currently tied for the best record in the AFC at 9-3 and three with the Chiefs and Jags close behind at 8 and 4. The Ravens have the second hardest remaining schedule for the last five weeks of the season. We're going to learn a lot about them. Lou, I want to start with you. Mm. I think this is a really tough question. Do you trust the Ravens or the Dolphins more? I trust the Dolphins more. Really? And, I, and I'll tell you, look, I, I love Baltimore because I love Baltimore's culture. Mm-hmm. I love how they play. Like, see, Baltimore kind of reminds me in the AFC like what San Francisco represents in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Bully ball, old school, hard-nosed football with a modern twist to it, right? So they're not stuck in the old school ways in terms of the way they attack, but they play old school in terms of the physicality of the game which, in which they in, you know, put out there on the field because San Francisco right now, that's what makes the difference with them. I think Miami is coming along in that regard as far as they're not just all flash and dash. This is not a finesse football team. This is not a football team that just wants to throw bombs to Tyreek Hill. Watch how they are progressing, especially on the offensive line right now, and especially their running game. Well, what, throw what on evidence the tape. do you have that they're progressing? Throw on, okay. okay, what evidence? That, that, who's, that who's progressing? Miami? That, you know the what? He's got two okay. eyes. The okay. okay, yeah, exactly. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what evidence I have. Watch their run game execution along the offensive line last week against Washington. And watch how they are knocking okay. people off the football and putting them on their back. And watch how this, this run game is starting to really resemble what San Francisco tries to do. I'm not saying they're on that level. But if they can continue to progress along the offensive line the way they're progressing, Connor Williams can continue to play the way that he is playing. Austin Jackson, who may be one of the best stories in the NFL that nobody talks about as far as uh, offensive line play at right tackle. They have totally changed the arc of this young man's career. These guys, if they can run the football with the way that they are explosive in the passing game, I'm just telling you right now, Miami's going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl. They are going to have a showdown with Baltimore They're going to the Super Bowl. They are going to the Super Bowl. They are going to the Super Bowl. I said if they continue to progress, especially from a physicality standpoint on the offensive line, like I think they have progressed over the past month. Stephen, I've watched their past five games in preparation for this game Monday night. I mean, I know we saw some holes with Kansas City. I I absolutely believe they can beat Kansas City. I do. I do because I think offensively – no, 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 no. There, there isn't a lot of ifs. I just said if they just continue to progress on the offensive line with their level of physicality. Look, I, I expect them to win and win yeah, convincingly please. Monday night. And when they play Baltimore in Baltimore late December, that will tell me finally whether or not how I feel about this football team and their progression, whether or not it's actually going to come to fruition. I think they can. Look, I thought I you said all along, they, you know, I said they were going to win the you know, East anyway. You know, 
They're going to be in the you know what, AFC title game. You know what, Lewis Riddick? You know what, what? Lewis Riddick? I see you, see you, see you, shot. You don't want me to get in here. You know what, Lewis Riddick? If, 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 if my head was bigger, I could let my hair go, and I and I, they'd call me Mr. Chippendales. You understand right. what I'm saying? It's a Can whole bunch of guys. It don't matter. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, bro. Here's the deal right now, okay? We got a situation where Miami, I love Miami. I love them offensively. I get where you're coming from. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at a team 0-3 went trailing at the half, lost to the Bills, lost to the Eagles, okay? Obviously lost to the Chiefs, got outscored 100-51 to in those three games. Those three games, two only has three touchdowns. He gets sacked 10 times. They only converted 30% of their third downs. And you know this. You know this because you know football. 70%, this is the number I'm going to give to you, 70% of touchdowns in any given season are scored in the red zone. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at a team that has trouble scoring in the red zone, particularly against stiffer competition, that's problematic. Now juxtapose that to the Baltimore Ravens. Number one in terms, number one and number two in terms of scoring defense and total defense. These brothers get it done. You know what Lamar Jackson could do. Now when he's not there, when he's missed four games a couple of the end, last four games of the regular season a couple of years ago, last five of the games in the regular season last year combined two for seven two and seven over those nine games that he missed so they certainly need him in the lineup but when Mm -hmm. he's in the lineup with Gus Edwards running the football with this kid Mitchell averaging about 9.3 yards per carry with OBJ looking a bit better with Zay Flowers looking a bit better and that defense looking as real as all get out I can understand you saying you have faith in the Dolphins in terms of being better than most, and they can make noise, particularly if the road to the Super Bowl has to come through South Beach, because that's a real distraction. That's real right there. It's a real distraction. You can get distracted. You go to South Beach, and you got overnight there. You might mess up. The point that I'm making to you, outside of that, I can't see how you can look at Baltimore and be like, yo, they're going to play second fiddle to the Dolphins. Mad Dog? I can't see that. I think it's a tough call, but I'm, I hate to do this. Lewis, I'm generally with, with Stephen A. The Dolphins got, he did a great job with it. They got buried in Buffalo. They scored 14 points against the Chiefs, and they got buried in Philadelphia. They have not won a big road game in a long, long time. They're probably going to have to play on the road in the playoffs because I don't think they're going to win in Baltimore on December 31st. And by the way, prior to that, they play Dallas, and after that, they play Buffalo. So they got a very tricky schedule. I got to see a little more. I, I don't, the Ravens, I got issues with them too. They've had an easy schedule. And I don't trust Lamar in a huge game yet. He's only won one playoff game. But I think when push comes to shove, you have to give the Ravens a bit of an edge over Miami in postseason play. Well, see, you know what? See, I don't, I don't drive looking in my rearview mirror, so I don't really care what happened mm. in the past. Preach. Okay, because if you drive looking in the rearview mirror, you're probably going to crash and not see what's out in front of you. This team is improving, Stephen A. You do have to it's look improving. in the rearview mirror sometimes. No, 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 sometimes, no, you but you don't sit there and you just stare at it. You don't sit there and stare at it. You don't make decisions. Decisions about where you're going by looking in the rearview mirror, Stephen A. You don't make decisions about where you're going by looking in the rearview mirror. So I don't really care about all these stats that you gave me about what happened before. I don't care. I do not care, to quote Mike Tomlin. I do not care. I don't care what happened in the past with, with Miami. Okay? Their offensive line is healthy now. The running game is hitting now. The defense, look, I hate the fact, look, if Jalen Phillips had not gotten hurt, all right, this defense right now will pressure you in every way imaginable. 
Jalen Ramsey is healthy And what now. did the Ravens defense The secondary you? is healthy. I'm not saying that they're better than the Ravens. I'm saying who do I trust? And you know why I trust Miami? Because if Man, Miami, Miami can do this, Miami could sit there for 55 minutes and mess around and not have things go their way. And you know what? They've got people who can take chunks out of you in the blink of an eye and flip the game just like that. And they're developing the kind of mentality that says this. We can also grind it out and play big boy football with you. Do not get it confused, the fact that we are in South Beach. Everybody likes our beaches. Everybody likes our nightclubs. Everybody likes our aqua uniforms. Everybody likes the weather down here. Don't get that confused with who we are as far as our DNA. Remember who their head coach is and remember where he came from. Remember what his pedigree is. It is tough, hard-nosed, downhill football. And he's putting it in the play. That matchup against Baltimore will tell us a lot. There's no question about it. It will tell us a lot. And I may be wrong. Baltimore may stomp them up there, you know, up there in, in Baltimore. But I doubt it. I think it's going to be a knockdown, dragout type of fight. And Miami is going to be there in the end. Trust me when I tell you, they are going to be there because at all the critical areas that you need to be able to play, the critical areas of the game, they are improving. And it starts up front. We know this. We saw it last year. The final four teams, what will make or break them is what they've got up front. That's why we knew this. Hey, when San Francisco had their three-game losing streak, right, when they lost to Minnesota, they lost to Cleveland, they lost to Cincinnati, people were, people were quick. You know, people had one foot off of that bandwagon, too. And they were like, well, look at what just happened. Well, you know, Brock Purdy's not going to be able to handle it in the fourth quarter. He can't handle comeback football. They have to play from ahead. Wrong. They got healthy, and they're curb-stomping everybody. Do not get fooled by what happened to Miami in the past. This is a work in I'm progress. I'm not trying to get fooled by it. I'm just saying, hold on, hold on. We, we heard you. We heard you loud. Hey, man. All I'm Look. trying to say is this. It, it, no matter what they saying, what you're saying about the Dolphins, I don't see how you can ignore, and I'm not saying that you're literally doing that, but the Baltimore Ravens is something to be reckoned with. There's, Lamar that's Jackson true. in your lineup is something that's to true. be reckoned with, okay? And that's that true. defense is real. Third in NFL uh, uh, if uh, red zone efficiency, you know, on defense, third in the NFL in terms of negating what other teams want to do as well. I mean, on both sides of the ball, there is no doubt what the Baltimore Ravens are bringing to the table this season. I cannot summarily dismiss that. Now, I will concede that as, as good, as great as I think Lamar Jackson is and as good as I think their offense is, of course, because of the Tyreek Hill situation, him being that dude, an MVP candidate as far as I'm concerned, he's just that legit. Mm -hmm. I understand I'll give the Dolphins a slight edge, but I'm going to give the Baltimore Ravens a significant edge on the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. i tell you that much. I am not going to discount Baltimore at all. Because, look, they play the game the way okay. – well, the, they play the game with the kind of, like, attitude that was befitting of the era that I grew up in. So I'm, I'm attracted to that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. I'm a John Harbaugh fan. I am a Roquan Smith fan. I love it all. I'm just saying I'm a guy who likes to try to get out ahead of it. And don't be surprised – when Miami is splitting people's wigs open late in the season. I'm just telling you, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked when it's happening. Who is the best quarterback in the AFC? Mahomes. Yes. Tua has never won a playoff game, and he's never played well in cold weather. And, and Lamar Jackson, to be fair, I know everybody wants to wax poetic. He's won one playoff game, and he has not been a good playoff quarterback. 
So to sit there and say that these two are automatically the best teams um, when Mahomes is sitting there in um, Kansas City, who has been to three Super Bowls, it's a little I'm, rough. I'm not counting out Kansas City either. A little rough. But Tua did go up to Buffalo last year. He played well, regular season. Played lost, very well. And it was cold. I, 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 played I, well. Played well. Played well. And it was I'm not, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that cold weather Hold on. Thing. All right. I'm not worried about that. Last Hold on, we got to get on doggy about something. What? We got to get on doggy about something. We got to get on doggy about something. The question was the Ravens or the Dolphins. Nobody asked anything about Mahomes and the Chiefs. <laughs> you tried to create your own narrative. You understand? Say you tried to be slick, and that's not the way this is going to go today, doggy. Mm. I'm up. I'm alert. Even though I'm out here in the darkness okay. of the West Coast, I'm telling you right now. Actually, it's not dark anymore. The point that I'm trying to make to you is that hey, <laughs> we weren't asking about the Chiefs, so you were wrong to get on Lewis, Mr. Chippendales Riddick, about the Chiefs when we weren't even talking about them. Dolphins, Ravens. Sensitive today. Ravens, right. the fourth shirt, best man. odds. Shirt, Miami, the Cut sixth best. Sweet Lou. No, nah, dude. No. Nah. Been real. No. Nah. I, ain't, I ain't ever buttoning it up. Nope. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. 
The Shohei Otani sweepstakes are in full swing. Akita landing the two-time MVP. According to sources, secrecy teams have reportedly been told that divulging information about meetings could compromise their chances of landing Otani. Cute Dodgers manager Dave Roberts, who did speak on his meeting with the star to the rest of his organization, surprise. I'd like to be honest. And so uh, we, we, we met with Shohei and uh, we talked and um, I think it went well. I think it went well, but at the end of the day, uh, he's his own man, and he's going to do what's best uh, for himself, um, where he feels most comfortable. I don't feel like uh, lying is something that I do, um, and I was asked a question, um, and yeah, I, I think to be forthright in this situation, we, we kept it quiet, but I think that it's going to come out at some point that we met and it obviously already has and so uh, I don't think myself or anyone in our organization would, would want to lie about it. Mm. Mm. Never tell anyone outside the family what you're thinking. Corleone taught us that a long time ago. Dodgers GM Brandon Gomes later said he was surprised Roberts would reveal the meeting. Okay dog, did Roberts hurt the Dodgers chances of landing Otani? Well the fact that we're even discussing this is a complete joke. This Otani scenario sweepstakes, you know, do you know when he won the MVP? He wouldn't even tell you what his dog's name was because he had his dog there when he won the American League MVP. Anybody who pays Otani $600 million needs their heads examined anyway. He's not going to pitch next year. He's a DH. And let me tell me this with Otani. How many times were the Angels in a pennant race in the middle of uh, September? They won 73 games last year. He missed the last 25 games, cleared out his locker room, did not even tell you what's going on, and left the team. So anybody who goes out there and gives him $600 million needs their freaking head examined. Let's get that off the – let's get that going here first. And what is the big secret? Geez, he's a free agent. He's talked to six teams. Giants, he was in Dunedin with the Blue Jays. Obviously, Roberts does that. I mean, the Cubs are in the mix. The Angels. Well, what is this, the atomic bomb? We're not allowed to find out. This is baseball. He's a celebrity. This is what it's about. This is stupid. That somehow, some way, if you reveal that you had a breakfast with Otani, you should be basically thrown out with the bathwater. I mean, he was good job for Roberts. And I'll tell you, a terrible job by the Dodger general manager, Stevie. This guy surprised by Roberts's decision. How about the general manager? Roberts is one of manager of the year. He's done a great job with the team. How about the general manager have the guts to say, you know what? Give my manager credit. He had the right to say what he said. He was asked a question by the media. He didn't lie. And by the way, at the Nash, at the winter meetings where he's required to talk to the media, they ask him a question. Roberts gives him the right answer. And then the GM throws him out, throws him out by himself. That's a joke. This whole tiny thing is the biggest waste of time I've ever seen in my life. If you go spend $600 million for this guy, you need your head examined. He has never played a big game in September, and the Angels stink. One player doesn't win. And the idea that we have to treat this as, as, as the peace talks in Tehran in World War II is ridiculous. It drives when, they, when Stalin and Roosevelt and Churchill got together. It drives me thank, absolutely thank, crazy. Thank you for the education.
You got it. Right. Go ahead. Take it away. You know, unfortunately, most of our audience doesn't even know who Stalin is, but I got it, and I get you, and I totally 1,000% agree with you. It's shameful. And, uh, and listen, Otani is big time. He's, he, he is spectacular. We all know that. And, you know, in, in my favorite words are box office. He's definitely that. And so you have to take that into consideration. But you do have to ask yourself whether it's worth it. Now, to me, here's the deal. When you perform... And you work your ass off while you're performing. You're not just somebody who gets it done, but you're reliable in the process. That supersedes everything. Headaches come along with stars from time to time. I get annoyed at executives all over the place in the world of sports and beyond that have to have everything perfect. I mean, sometimes headaches happen. That's what Tylenol and Motrin and all of those things are for. It's like, damn, you can't be perfect, okay? But in this particular instance, when we're talking about Shohei Otani, it's a different animal because it's a bit extreme in terms of the level of secrecy that he engages in. And when you're looking to go to potentially another team, okay, and you have these kind of stipulations where somebody literally has to be guarded about acknowledging that they met you for breakfast or lunch. Well, if you capitulate to those kind of things, well, you're at the mercy of that player once he ultimately arrives. Because if you're that, ex if he's that extreme walking into the door, you think he's going to lighten up once he arrives? Good That's point. the way that I'm looking at it. So it's problematic. Then I got to take into consideration what are you worth, okay? So when you win, that's a different animal, okay? Because I talk about winning all the time. I believe in winning. I think it's a priority. I think it's important, okay? This man has never played in the postseason. They haven't been in the postseason in eight years. They've had one postseason appearance in the last 13 years as a franchise. And, oh, by the way, all eight years that they missed the postseason, they didn't have a winning record one of those times. Eight consecutive losing seasons, not just missing the playoffs, losing seasons, meaning you lost more games than you actually won. And so as great as he may be, what does that materialize into in the sport of Major League Baseball? For the Angels, it's been close to nothing. And so when I look at other teams and I see the Atlantas of the world and the Phillies of the world and the Houstons of the world and Texas of the world and others, and I see the accumulation of personnel that they have, team chemistry and everything that comes with it, okay, that doesn't require nearly as much in order to enjoy a significantly more level of success. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to pay you $600 million? You can't even play next season? I don't know how healthy you're going to be after that. And on top of it all, before you even walk in here, you got these kinds of stipulations where you're putting a muzzle on me and I'm the one who potentially will be paying you? You must have lost your ever-loving mind. That's the way I look at it, and I totally agree with you, doggy. I, as great as he is, as phenomenal as he is, and there's no disputing that, I don't think you're worth it when you are acting like that. It's hard to believe. And I and think, oh, Stephen, how about the general manager of the Dodgers? Roberts is being nice. He's answering questions in a forum in, a forum in Nashville that he has to answer. And then the GM says, I got, I'm surprised he said it and doesn't support his manager. I mean, that's ridiculous. That doesn't how about him say, you know what? I You're good for Dave. He's truthful. That's what you say. I agree with 
I agree with you, but it doesn't surprise me because, unfortunately, yeah. you know, when you're a manager or you're a coach or you're anybody else, it's amazing the stipulations that are placed upon you when you're the one in front of the media every day being asked questions. Unfortunately, every syllable they utter gets scrutinized, and folks who don't have to be in those conditions are the ones who sit in judgment of those who are under those conditions. It's right. a shame, but it's the way of the world, and we just have to live with it. Yeah. He's not getting a show on Mad Dog Radio. I'm what you say? He's not getting a show on Mad no, Dog no, Radio. No, no, he's not. Brendan Gomes, yeah. no, I'm down on him. He's at it. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, Goodbye. I got you.